Hey friends, tickets are now available for our new series of live workshops taking place in November and December. They're focused on getting coffee professionals and small business owners better prepared for 2023. There's one for coffee professionals, one for those looking to start or grow their business as a coffee consultant, and there's one for customer acquisition planning that's tailored to small business owners. Go to mapperforward.coffee forward slash events to grab tickets or check the show notes for details. Welcome to the Daily Coffee Pro by Mapper Forward, friends. I'm your host, Lee Safar, and I'm joined by Nolan Herty for episode three of a beautifully vulnerable conversation. And Nolan, before we dive into this, this is halfway through the series. Can I just tell you how grateful I am and recognize the amount of courage that's required to come onto a podcast and have a very frank and vulnerable conversation about a very painful experience and about a journey that has been uh, kind of, it was of your making, but also not of your making. There were forces outside of you that influenced your journey into a specific direction. And coming and talking about that on a podcast, I want to acknowledge that that opens you up to having a whole bunch of other people have more opinions about what you're doing. Sure. And uh, I really want to celebrate the courage that's involved in that because the internet can be filled with mean motherfuckers. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I mean, yes, it can. And um, I think though part of the warrior piece, right, is um, maybe not. Maybe not um, allowing that space to exist so much in in, in your head, you know. Like this, it, to me, it's a lot of self talk. You know, you, yeah. you can go into this big deep spiral of everyone's thinking about me and saying all this horrible stuff. Maybe when when something bad like that happens, um, but I do think um, if you believe in yourself and you are genuine genuine about what it is that you're doing, it's it's kind of it will be okay. Um, and so, um, yeah, I mean, I feel, honestly, I feel good about where I'm at personally and I feel good about where the industry, you know, like I'm not freaking out at all. And while yes, maybe it was like some hard times, um, I think we've kind of shown that we were, we were deadly serious about what it is that we wanted to do and we went through and did it anyway, even though, um, People were showing up yeah. and at, at Portland and coming from all over the country and talking shit to you and doing all that kind of stuff. Like it's the thing yeah. is, it's unnecessary. It's yeah, un- I mean it is, but you know, you know what? Like everyone's on their own journey, right? And mm. um, and I, you, you have to understand, like when people are being hurtful, um, often they've been hurt. You know, right. hurt people, hurt people. And so I have some empathy for, for that and I kind of um, understand that we, like, it's yeah, it's it's easy to throw stones and to, to judge and to kind of like all of that. But ultimately, the way I see it is we're actually, like, we're all one anyway. We're all one thing, you know, and same with the planet, the way we treat the planet. Yep. Um, we kind of, I feel like we grew up in this uh, era of, like, oh, it won't happen to me. Uh, it's right. not me polluting. Oh, right. no, that's not my rubbish because it's been taken away. I can't see it. Um, man, 
we we have been poisoning the earth and in turn ourselves and so you you see like bad stuff happening and we kind of think well let's just there's a there's a bad person in my opinion you know what it's not it's a human being it's a complex organism and it's part of it right like it's part of the shadow you know like we've all got it we've all got our stuff that's like could, could use some work um but we're human beings it's okay um and I don't think um, I would point the finger at a, like a bad person, for example. You know, I just think it's um, probably um, someone that's been through suffering and a lot of pain, been through some hardship, and maybe could use a healing and some 100%. a hug. Yeah. Yeah. And, a, and a hug, absolutely. You uh-huh. know, the thing I wish for this industry is that we stop, um, I, I, you know, our tagline at Map It Forward is conspiring to each other's success. Mm-hmm. And I, people who listen to this podcast are probably sick of hearing me say that phrase, conspiring to each other's success, but I'm going to keep saying it till the end of time because the alternative is horrible. The alternative mm-hmm. is what I think that we have too much of right now. And I really want us to realise that by like when other people try hard things, they're paving a way for you. They're not doing something that should threaten your existence. If anything, take it as an opportunity to prove that you can do it too and learn from them. Like most people who do hard things are happy to share their wisdom, happy to share their experience, happy to tell you how you can do it better than them and what you should look out for and what the blind spots can be because people who have done hard things, they're not – they know how hard it is and they're not the ones that go and throw stones at other people. Yeah. Yes. Um, it makes me think about, you know, 25 years in the coffee industry and just seeing how much it's evolved and changed Yeah, and how hard we had to work with what we had back in those days and yeah. how what we had wasn't great, um, yeah. but we had to work really hard to make it great. Um, and over the years, technology got better, equipment got better, coffee got better, the green got better, the producers got better at it. The um, consumer has started to yeah, evolve yeah. And, so and, and much, so, right? Yeah, to the point that like it would be a little bit like um, I would find catch myself getting irritated because of the lack of like um, understanding of like, hey, you don't realise how lucky we are to have what we've got. Mm-hmm. You can bitch and moan about what isn't right right now. Right. Don't, for, don't forget where we came from. Don't right. forget how it used to be because it wasn't great. Um, and we're so we're so blessed to have such an incredible industry. I mean, and um, it's – don't get me wrong, there's, there's plenty of stuff that needs to um, change out there in the world um, to, be, to be fair. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and to include all, um, but it's such a it's such an awesome and fun industry to be in, and I I would love to think that people are enjoying themselves and having a good time. You know, um, yeah, it shouldn't be the other way around, but um, yeah, no. I, but I, one thing I do want to recognise for all the women that are listening, and for all the people in minority groups that are listening. <clears throat> excuse me, this is a really difficult industry to be in. Mm. 
yeah. uh, if you're a woman. Yeah. i got to just say that off the bat. A lot of the women that are listening will recognise how does, hard it why is. Why does it need to be like that though, right? Like I, I um, have, I mean, you know what, it's funny, like I think what we've grown up with, like how, how everything was told to us, how we were taught on um, how it should be. And it makes me think about, you know, like um, growing up in a really white community, for example. Okay. All you see is white people around you. Anything right. different is like there's fear. Yep. And innately we've had this like fear over um, something being different. Um Landing in Melbourne recently, coming to visit Melbourne again, I was so stoked to just see the diversity around me mm. again. So beautiful. And what an amazing place for children to grow up with all these yep. beautiful different colours. And um, uh, I, I, um, it, it sucks that we've, uh, we've, we've been handed this stuff from, yep. from our what parents, came from their parents. From their, right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, right. this is our lifetime where we get to turn it around. And um, I, I've always loved just for the girls. I've always loved working with, 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 um, with women and it's it's definitely not been something that I've wanted to hold people back. We've had such such strong leaders in our women working for us. Yeah, um, that's awesome. But it, it is a bummer that it's it's not um, it's not the same, you know. Like it's not it's not as fair, you know, and that we get treated differently. Um, I mean, you, you have to say the same for, like you said, the minority groups. You know, yep. um, um, the the sad bit is is that man, they're our best workers. They work yep. the freaking hardest. Yeah, they're 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 happy to go dig deep. They're not going to complain about um, getting the right amount of breaks. They just want to go. They're happy to be there, um, and it, it it sucks that they get often taken advantage of for that. You know, um, so yeah, but the, there, yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a lot in that. Obviously, you know, there, there's, there there's, totally there. is, and yeah. and I guess like the perspective I'm coming from is like I'm looking the next ten years in our industry. And we're in some transformative times. We're really in some transformative times from the perspective of our workforce, as well as, you know, geopolitically, there are things that are happening that are going is definitely going to reshape our industry as well as economically. And I look at the next 10 years and, and I think, like, we are challenging a lot of the status quo right now. Our labour force is turning around and saying, you know what, I'm not going to do what I'm doing for the the small amount of pay that I'm getting and you're going to either pay me more or I'm going to do less. And that's a kind of like this quiet quitting aspect of things is going to be transformative to the ways that we form our businesses. People are now choosing to do Uber over becoming a barista. The, the gig economy is much more lucrative and much more in alignment with what the generation that's aging into our industry is choosing to do because, you know, the pandemic was hard and I'm exhausted and I don't have what it takes within me anymore to show up and give more than what I'm required to give. Yeah. And if we go into this era, into the future, and maintain this kind of what I think is a somewhat toxic approach to 
the attitude of as an industry. You know, we've got Yanis, the CEO, who I do have to give you a shout out about something. Yanis and I had a coffee at Auntie Peg's. Well, we had about 15 coffees at Auntie Peg's in Melbourne, uh, the CEO of SCA, and it was extraordinary. Like, I don't say that about coffee very much at all, but everything that we tried, the whole experience was extraordinary. Mm, From the coffees we drank to the environment to Mm. the way that our barista attended to us, Mm -hmm. uh, it was worth every cent. Thank you. I mean, let's put a pin in that because what you were just talking about, you know, um, quiet quitting to me, that is the answer to quiet quitting. Yeah, exactly. It is a special experience. Right. Because you can't get that driving an Uber and you can't get that from your laptop in the Caribbean. So more than ever, it's really important that we create spaces that hold beautiful experiences for people and create these amazing experiences so that I actually want to go to work. I want to be there. Mm. I do feel valued. I do feel acknowledged. I do feel heard. Um, and I want to have these conversations because um, really I feel like we still should be educating the market. Um, and uh, what is the price of coffee? Why? Can we challenge that? I mean, where's the ceiling on that? Um, Do you think we can have that conversation about the ceiling as we, like, is the market going to be open to that conversation as inflation continues to take hold, as the economy continues to become uh, a a real issue that's front and centre for households everywhere? Is there any other way? I mean, if we don't pay for it, will it still be there? Yeah, it's going you know, to go like away. What, what, what happens to it? Well, it goes to shit, right? It, it becomes right. a crap product. Is that what you want? I don't think so. And so uh, more than ever, I think we need to reach higher and kind of, A, really lean into the quality of things, but also really charge for them and yep. get really good at explaining ourselves of why it's worth something, why it's, why it's not just the same as um, the generic, you know? Um, because it has, uh, again, it's the connectivity um, and to be able to kind of like know where it came from and that um, that it's getting paid for what it's worth. Mm -hmm. Um, I I mean, I um, want to push further into what can it be Um, and I, I welcome the... I welcome all the noise around, oh, my God, that's ridiculous. It's so expensive. Really, is it? I mean, how how far have we, um, for how long have we held coffee down to be like $3 forever, like it's our right? Um, I'm, you know, uh, this year we're lucky enough to buy a small amount of the winning lot from Best of Panama. Um, it's a natural process, geisha. It's the Hartmans that produced it. We were like two friends of ours, long-time partnership. Yeah, I've always had Hartmans from Proud Mary's. That's the only place I've ever drunk it from. Right. And to see the Hartmans win Best of Panama, it just blindsided everyone. They came out of nowhere and cleaned up the competition. It was was really cool to see. 
But that coffee went and sold for $2,000 a pound. Um, Suzuki Taro bought it um, from Sazo Coffee in Japan. What a legend. And was happy enough to share some of that coffee. And so we bought, um, bought a pound for Australia and a pound for the US. Not a lot. That'll get us, <laughs> that'll get us 25 serves in Australia and 25 serves in the US. That's going to cost somewhere around $100 a cup to put that yep. on the table. Um, so that's something that I'll be selling for like, you know, $150, $200 a cup. That sounds fucking ridiculous. Mm. But uh, I bet those people that have that cup of coffee are going to have a really beautiful experience and it's going to be really amazing. And we'll do everything that we can to make sure that it's like a really special moment, you know. Um, I think it should be celebrated. I'm going to ring the bell when someone orders that coffee. I'm going to shout geisha, geisha, geisha. I'm all going to clap. I'm going to make that that person have an amazing time. And it is a really special coffee. It should be celebrated. It's definitely not just about Panama geisha and how expensive it can be, but it, mm-hmm. what a powerful tool for us to learn how beautiful coffee can be and what is the value of it. To me, that allows everything else to come up to because it's will not it, just Panama. Will it, uh, will, will do it, you think it will bring the other coffees up with it? Yeah, well, I think it has. Actually, I think it has. And it, is it enough? No. But has it? Yeah, I think it has. I think we have been able to educate um, that coffee is worth, should be worth more. And um, uh, definitely, is it, is it all okay? Have we fixed it? Hell no. Um, has it come up? Yeah, I think it has. And um, does it need to come up more? Yes. Um, again, we're such a small part of the industry. And so I think it's kind of like not only do we need to bring it up, but we need to bring more people in and become mm-hmm. a bigger part of the industry. And and then that that will bring it up too. You know, it's it's growing the audience as well as raising the price. Um, so do you think specialty coffee is going to expand as an industry as the recession takes hold? Or do you think that people are going to head back to 7-Eleven coffee after after mm. they've been drinking specialty? Uh, I mean, I, I think even during COVID, we saw some crazy shit, you oh, know. But that and, was different. People, you know, people's balance sheets, the amount sure. of, dis, you know, people had extra money to spend then. Not everyone, though, you know. Well, maybe, maybe some did, but um, it, was a, it was a lot of unknown, though, as well. People who couldn't um, afford to drink special. Yeah. People who couldn't afford to drink, like even baristas, were getting money. And I, I was in the US. I don't know what happened here, but baristas who could never afford to drink like a hundred dollar a cup coffees yeah. were all of a sudden getting money from yeah. the government that was three times their wages as a barista. So they were able to do things they'd never been able to do. Yeah, in, in this industry. Same happened with a lot of other industries. Do you think that now that all of that's going away, do you think that specialty is going to suffer from that or do you think that people are going to let go of other luxury products? I I think it's not just coffee that's happening here. I think we've used up most of the world's resources and we're down to like 7.5% left of the planet. I think we're all fucked if we don't do something about that. 
Yeah. I think the weather that you're seeing, the floods that are happening, the fire that happened, the snow that happened here. I, mean, I don't think wild. those one in 200-year storms are a surprise. I think in the next six months to a year, you're going to see more oh, around 100%. the world. Until until we get balance back and we're, we're out of balance. We've in, tipped the scale. In here? As Everywhere, well as right? out of, outside. yeah, and so it, it is. It is a it is a healing for all, yeah. not just like us as human beings. But the planet's pissed. Mother Nature is fucking crying, mm. um, and so yes, I think there's going to be a lot of pressure on. Well, hang on, what am I going to consume? And I, to me, I mean, living in America is kind of odd, right? It's such a big country with so many people. <laughs> it's wild. There's. Yeah, there's some really nasty products here that are like really oh, mass yeah. produced. And if you don't pay attention to what you're consuming, you're going to get real fat real quick. And um, sick. And unhealthy. Yeah, unhealthy. Exactly. And you know what? They kind of want you to be sick because then they can sell you medicine. Yeah, 100%. And that medicine, that medicine ain't going to heal you. No. That's just, that's just going to make you feel better for a minute Yeah. and keep you on. Like the amount of everyone's on some sort of prescription here. Oh, it's yeah. sad when we're in like plant medicine, for example. That's interesting, mm-hmm. you know. Maybe some real healing, some Herbs, psychedelic healing. That's that's mushrooms, all of uh-huh. it. Like let's actually was, deal with the root of the problem. Yeah. That was the big <coughs> gift California big gave me. Was yeah. actually connecting to plant medicine, yeah, and yeah. you know, learning how to use particularly weed as a uh-huh. uh, as a form of medicine. On a ceremonial level, sure, it was yeah. it was fucking great. That's powerful, um, powerful medicine. That and you were talking really to me about how, like, that was an instrumental part of your healing. Yeah, no, not, no, not just weed. I mean, everything. No, plant medicine. No, no. I mean, I mean, psilocybin. I mean, yeah, um, yeah. MDMA therapy. Yeah. I and mean, I'm talking therapy, not like. Yeah. Going out and partying, it was sit down and um, and open the heart and yeah. let all that stuff that was sitting there have a chance to speak. Um, it was really beautiful, and then to to integrate that into your life, you know, it's um, it, it is really powerful. And then the the lack of need for medicine now, or yeah, what we would call Western medicine, because awesome because I'm okay, yeah, yeah. Um, and I don't need to run for myself. I can sit in my own skin and be happy, and that—that's pretty powerful. Um, so I, I guess where I was trying to go is that I mean, I think we need to. Um, we will see a spike in prices for all niche industries like bread and cheese and all these things. And these, um, even where when when uh, small farms and produce comes from, knowing where it comes from, actually. Actually, being able to have food sources when it all goes to shit, where do you get your food from? Right. How are you going to get it? Sorry, because the supermarket's closed, sweetheart. Yeah. So now, what are we doing? And, and so America's I, I built on monocropping. More importantly, how are you going to grow food? Yeah. Oh and yeah. Like, how do we? How do we take care of the planet? How do we get into regenerative farming? This stuff's all coming, whether you like it or not. And that'll force us to spend more money on real things because they won't exist if we don't. And we won't exist if we, you know, um, keep going the way we're going. It has to change. Yeah. It's a, 
it's going to be wild to see how specialty coffee versus commercial grade coffee, which is essentially monocropped coffee, but how is that going to move forward as as time unfolds? Because one of those two things is going to win out. Either the price is going to lead the discussion or the climate's going to lead the discussion. And I think it's going to be interesting to see which way that goes. But let's head into the next episode and and keep the conversation going. Peace, love and peanut butter, everybody. Have an amazing rest of your day. Thanks for tuning in, friends. There are two ways you can support this podcast. Firstly, become a paid member of our YouTube channel. Secondly, you can join our Patreon for as little as $3 a month. Both have options for exclusive ad-free content and early release content. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. The Daily Coffee Pro is produced by Map It Forward and the music you're listening to is called Run 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 off of my album Laundry After Midnight. To get older episodes of this podcast, as well as more information on Map It Forward, head to mapitforward.coffee. You can find links and more information in the show notes below.